superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. But I do want to say one thing, though. They, I, I thought this was my building. This the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, everybody in this building should know who the hell I am. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. If all Dolan needs to see as evidence of how bad of an owner he is in sports. Today's guests, ESPN bracketologist Joe Lunardi, NFL Network analyst Bucky Brooks, from NBC Boston, Tom Curran, NFL Network reporter Jim Trotter, and now... It's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. I am your humble host in Los Angeles, California, here on a busy Friday in the sports world. My gosh, there is a ton going on with March Madness right around the corner. Joe Lenardi, the chief bracketologist of the worldwide leader in sports, will be joining us in 20 minutes also with the breaking news that the Virginia Cavaliers are out of the ACC tournament due to something going up. Uh, with their program going on with their program in COVID-19. Does that put them in jeopardy for the NCAA tournament and getting in the bubble next week in Indianapolis? And uh, so there's news breaking on that front. And Joe Lenardi will be joining us right there, then and there in about 19 minutes' time. Chris Brockman in your position. Hey, good to see you. Mike Del Tufo, good to, good to see, see you. We've also got TJ Jefferson, social media grandmaster. Good to see you here what up, Richard? on this Friday. Um, so there's lots also going on on the NFL front. And that is where we'll start this program. Um, so uh, it was one year ago at this time where we were wondering uh, what was going to happen with Tom Brady. Right? Where's he going? Right. Lots of rumors out and about about what's going to happen with Tom Brady, and we were hearing some crazy things. We were hearing some crazy things. We're hearing things like maybe Las Vegas, the Raiders. We're hearing like maybe the Los Angeles Chargers, maybe the 49ers. I remember Dion, the current coach um, at Jackson State, dropped something on, uh, on, on our combine coverage about how Tom Brady loves San Francisco, his first love, and maybe that's where he wants to go. And that uh, there's uh, rumors and conjecture that there was uh, mutual admiration. I mean, there, there were rumors swirling. And then you remember it was Tampa Bay. What's going on with that? Didn't see that coming. And then we were wondering, uh, where's New England to go on that front? And then we wound up as uh, TB12 was hanging out and becoming Florida man, taking over Derek, <laughs> Derek Jeter's Mance, becoming Dick Vitale's neighbor, and he's working out and – in uh, in parks, public public parks, he's working out, and we're wondering, is it really Stidham? And we watched 
Belichick go through a home draft with Nike the dog in his Nantucket kitchen and they don't draft anybody and it's okay. Looks like he can't quit Brian Hoyer. It looks like it's Jared Siddham's time and boom, Cam Newton in June. Cam Newton gets an incentive-laden deal and then Cam Newton shows up and first month of the season, Tom Brady's throwing pick sixes and Cam Newton shows up like it's 2015. He's the MVP of that season and he looks like he's dynamite and we were talking about giving him a long-term extension. Smash cut to today. <laughs> Brady's the one who gets an extension, and Cam Newton is re-signed by the New England Patriots to run it back with essentially a similar deal as to what he had, incentive-laden deal last year. So Brady gets an extension that gives him another year on his contract for sure, there's all these voidable years deep into the future. It's a four-year contract extension to essentially smooth out the cap charge for Brady this year to save $19 million in cap space that they could potentially use to re-sign them all, get them all done. Hey, Tom, you want you want Gronk done? You got it. You want Antonio Brown done? Well, think about it, but we'll try and get Chris Godwin done long-term. Got it. LeDevante David says, I'll sign a two-year deal. Got it. Shaq Barrett is going to hit the jackpot. Maybe with them. Got it. Tom Brady, once again, now is he getting less money? It's apparently another one-year, $25 million, $4 million incentive. Same thing that Cam's like, run it back with Cam. Yep. They're running it back with Brady. He had that already in line for 2021. Now he's got that in line for 2022. Tom Brady has a contract to play football as a starting quarterback as a 45-year-old, and we're not sitting here for a single second and saying, what's Tampa going to do at quarterback down the road? Aren't they worried about their window? Aren't they worried about who's next? And when you've got Tom Brady at age 43, age 44, doing what Tom Brady's doing at age 43, 44, he was doing at age 23, 24, if you've got that going on, think about that. This is what Tom Brady does for you. He focuses your organization on the here and now, the window here and now. That's it. We're not sitting here saying, what in the world are the Bucks going to do long term as the Packers go and draft Jordan Love? We're not sitting here for a single second and wondering about that. You know why? Because it's about the here and now. The goal of this deal with Tom Brady, the goal of the deal with Tom Brady last year, but certainly now, is to... Stack up as much greedy seasons as you possibly can and present Jason Light or Bruce Arians if he wants to keep coaching with the question of, yeah, but can they do it without Brady? And their answer to that is like, <laughs> who, cares who cares about the answer to that question yeah. as we are tossing trophies from boat to boat, water skiing behind figurative yachts to use the Wall Street phrase. They don't care. <laughs> That's what they want to hear every year. <laughs> That's what they want to hear every year. They don't care. I'm wondering if they even talk to Tom like, hey, we might draft your replacement. Don't worry about it. That person won't play until you're ready to stop playing. We're not, we're not going to create a you and Jimmy G situation here. And if we do draft that person, it's because, you know, we do have to think about down the road. But down the road doesn't start until you say it does, Tom. I'm wondering if they even had that conversation. Yeah. Just to pen that one in. And then there's Cam Newton re-signing in, in New England. Um, I will sit here and say this. 
the options are what? Mariota. The options are Alex Smith, who I like very much. You didn't, Chris. You weren't really into that. Um, the options are who else? They're not going to. They're not in the Deshaun Watson running. They're not going to be in the Russell Wilson running if there is any running on all of that. And the Deshaun Watson running seems to be off and running once again because David Culley said that Watson is their starter right now, using the right now, another version of the for now that Les Snead used in reference to Jared Goff before they traded him. Jim Trotter was the uh, member of the NFL media group, along with our buddy Steve Weich on their Huddle and Flow podcast, who elicited that answer from David Culley on their podcast just yesterday. Jim's going to be on an hour number three. But New England's not in the running for any of those quarterbacks. Not at all. They apparently kicked the tires on Stafford, and Stafford's like, nah, I'm not, that, that doesn't suit me. And you can yeah. understand why from, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. from various reasons to the fact that it, the coach who it didn't work out with in Detroit is now back in the fold in New England and Matt Patricia. Cam knows the system. It's now year two in the system. Let's get him some weapons. How about that? Let's get him some weapons. Let's get him somebody other than Edelman when he's healthy and not holding Shabbat dinners. Let's get him out there and let's get other people out there for him and see what can happen. I understand where they're going on this. I, however, turn it over to you, Chris. You're the Patriot fan here. Brady's now re-signed till he's a 45-year-old. Which it, I think we expected, right? We did expect that. Yeah. Jason Light said as much that that was in the yeah. works when he was on this program, the general manager of the Bucks, just a couple of weeks ago. But what do you think about Cam being your quarterback, outside of the fact that I'm pleased about it because this means you have several months to get your apparel ready to dress like him after every Patriot win. Are we sure that Cam's going to be the starter? Yes. Yeah, I'm not that excited about it. Uh, you know, if you look at pre-COVID Cam, that was pretty exciting last year. It did look like uh, maybe 80% of his old self, uh, but then we saw how the season ended. He really couldn't throw football. looked like he had trouble uh, processing at the line of, scriv- line of scrimmage. I think we're going to get more of the same. I-, I just wonder what the end game is here. It's definitely only for one year, which I'm kind of shocked that Bill isn't looking more over the steering wheel. I, I was hoping that we kind of drafted, New England drafted a young guy. And well, just- you could still do that. This yeah, does but, not preclude that. Yes, it does not. However, not it, does, it does preclude uh, the drafting and throwing into the fire, which is what I was kind of hoping for. Uh, if you draft a guy, it doesn't... Bringing Cam back, it doesn't seem like they're going to draft a guy in the first round. It's probably going to be a second rounder, which now puts you in the Kyle Trask, Sam Ellinger kind of department, uh, you know, section of the department store, which isn't that exciting, even though I think they could be solid players. However, bringing Cam in, and he's if he's the starter, if he goes two and five, then what do you do? Now you're throwing the kid in there that you drafted anyway. Well, what so if, what if, why not trade up in the first round, use all of these assets that you have and go get someone that can start on day one. Cause I don't think that that's the way that new England usually does that. Unless hold on a second. What if you draft somebody and a New York jet linebacker blows cam up and that guy comes in and starts a 20 year dynasty. I right. mean, it can't I mean, happen like that all the time. No, that's that, why I that said is to a, you, Tom Brady is a one of one scenario. And that, like the fact that we, you know, New England fans and the organization had 20 years of this guy is the greatest blessing maybe in sports. So now you have to operate like everyone else now. Right. So, and it's draft a guy, go up and get the guy you want, even if it's 
Mitch Trubisky going up, you know, and trading up a couple slots to go get him, you're making moves that excites the fan base. Bringing back Cam Newton, with all due respect to Cam, as much as I really like him, it doesn't excite the fan base. Well, guess what? I think Cam coming in, having the full offseason, Cam coming in, being healthy, Cam coming in, being bestowed as the man by Belichick, I think you're going to see a much better result than you did in the final half of the season. Now, the question is, is who are the weapons? Get them somebody to throw the ball to, man. Yeah. I mean, if they go That's, out and spend money and get Kenny Galladay or Will Fuller, then you know, maybe you, I might have a different attitude a month from now. And then but. they use in the draft maybe somebody to get to go and be the man to learn by Cam's side. I don't. Belichick does not strike me, and the Patriots do not strike me as the, let's go get this kid and start sink or swimming with him in day one. I don't think they want to do that. And I think they've got in Cam Newton somebody who could be, if the first four games of the Cam world show up next season, that's better off than, I think, another option. There's still an upside with him that wouldn't be there with Alex Smith or with Mariota because it's still Cam Newton. And I'm, right. I, I'm, I would love to see more weapons around him that you can't just, with all due respect, David patent this thing together. No, absolutely not. Those days are gone because Those the guy who over. made that work just got signed to a yeah, contract yeah, extension yeah. to be a 45-year quarterback yeah, And in one this ring number seven. Right. So, so you've got like, to yeah. – maybe that's the way you could recalibrate. And that's why I'm having Tom Curran on from NBC Sports Boston later on in in this show. Bucky Brooks will join us to talk about maybe some of those people that could be on the radar screen for New England that you'd like to be drafted in the first round. But before Joe Lenardi joins us here on on the Rich Eisen show to talk a little bit of college hoops, Let's talk about what Patrick Ewing had to say after um, Georgetown, his Georgetown Hoyas beat Villanova in the Big East tournament in Madison Square Garden. Now, uh, that had to have been so special for Patrick Ewing to win such a big game as a head coach for his alma mater against Villanova. I mean, we could hit hit the Wayback Machine. I know they're the one seed now, but let's hit the Wayback Machine to the mid-80s when Patrick and Georgetown was ready to cut down the nets and... You know, Rolly Massimino and Villanova shocked the world. That, that That's no doubt still sticking in, in Patrick's crawl. So here he is back in the place where he was a professional. His banner's in the, you know, in the rafters, and, and he's winning. So he's feeling it. And then I guess somebody on the way to the press conference stopped him and asked him to see his identification. I have not, I have not read all – there's been no details pretty much on – on what happened in yeah. whatever hallway right. or whatever happened in the in the bowels of Madison Square Garden. And there's a lot of bowels in Madison Square oh, yeah. Garden. When you go to Madison Square Garden to get to the arena, you've got to go up several flights to get up there. So there's a lot of places you can walk and 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 have and be stopped in Madison Square Garden. I've covered things in Madison. I've, I know for a fact, and I've never been there in COVID nineteen world. But you could knock me over with a feather when I heard Patrick Ewing say this yesterday at his press conference. I, I thought this was my building, and I feel terrible that I'm getting stopped, accosted, asking for passes. I, I, everybody in this building should know who the hell I am. And I'm getting stopped. I can't move around this building. Like I, I, I was like, what the hell? Is this Madison Square Garden? I'm going to have to call Mr. Dolan and say, geez, is my number in the rafters or what? I, I, I mean, I, I'm... 
as big a Patrick Ewing fan as there is on planet Earth, right? I love this man. What he did for the New York Knicks and trying as hard as he might to bring a championship to New York, and I was hoping it would be him and Bernard King, and then it wasn't, and then it was hoping it would be him, and just name it, keep going, just go all throughout Knicks history with Grandmama or Alan Houston <laughs> or honestly, just, you know, whatever. Charles Smith. Uh-oh. We could go on and on and on and on. I'd never heard Patrick Ewing talk like that before, literally. And, and I'm like wondering what in the world happened to make him feel that way. And I thought to myself, my God, how many people can, can be alienated from, from Madison Square Garden history? You know, we all know about Oakley and we all know about Spike Lee being stopped about coming into Madison Square Garden and from a, a certain entrance that he'd, they didn't want him to go through anymore. And, you know, Marv Albert, voice of the Knicks, he was told to beat it. And now here's Patrick Ewing feeling this way. And I, I just was sitting there going to myself, and I even tweeted that out. Like, who's next? Billy Joel? We're gonna we're gonna alienate Billy Joel. I mean, who's left? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't see you say that. Who's left? <laughs> I don't know who the, I don't know who's left to alienate from Madison Square Garden lore. I, I don't know anymore. So all the dogs, Westminster. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Westminster I don't know. And then I sat there and I thought this: What if the security guard was just doing his or her job, or all of them are? It's COVID nineteen. They're all nervous. Maybe maybe. Head of security is nervous. I don't know. Check Chris Brockman. Check out. Check this. Check out. Just go online and see. Has hell frozen over? Uh, because I'm my... about to defend James Dolan. <laughs> what do you think? James Dolan's sitting at home telling all the security guards, stop Patrick Ewing every two seconds. You know? Uh, honestly. Um, and D- Dolan is I, – I, I mean – Look, the way the man runs the garden, you know, I, I think is an abomination towards the fan base. Sure, sure. But it's COVID-19. There's, it's a big building. Somebody sneaks in somewhere. Somebody gets in somewhere. And, and what if the security guard's like 25, 30 years old with all due respect to my man, my idol, Patrick Ewing? You know, they don't remember when. They when no idea, they, you know what I mean? And, and I know he's a seven-foot man, and you figure that he must Do likely something. be, uh, you know, here for a basketball tournament. But. You tell somebody in security it's COVID-19. We need to make sure that this place is locked down. You stop everybody that comes through this part, and you stop everyone who comes through that part. And Patrick Ewing is probably just all excited, and I don't blame him. He's in, finishes eighth in the Big East. They beat the one-seed Villanova. Villanova! And he's feeling it, and he's probably, like, all hyped up. Dolan apparently called him and said, you know, hey, we just want to make sure you know you are welcome here. I just never heard Patrick Ewing in 20-some-odd years ever say for a split second, don't you know who I am? You know? The only time I ever maybe saw him say something was when Pippen dunked on him. (laughs) Don't you know who I am? I'm serious, and it's terrible. And I'm seeing all the memes about all the people that have been, you know, Rejected by Madison Square Garden or in Madison Square Garden or my buddy Kyle Brandt putting, you know, Charles Smith memes up yesterday. It stinks. But I don't know what I'd love to know the backstory here. Did Dolan really tell security guards stop Patrick Ewing every two seconds? I highly doubt. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so. 
That's what I thought about it. And I, I know people are tweeting, oh, you're going to go crazy on James Dolan tomorrow. Because I first thought, like, did James Dolan disrespect Ewing? This is nothing. This is not even remotely in the same universe as Oakley being dragged out of Madison Square Garden. And I'm hearing out of New York that this equivalent, it's an equivalent. It's not. It's not even, even remotely in the same area code as what happened to Spike Lee. It's unfortunate. I feel for the security guard who probably got a phone call. And I bet you there are photographs of Patrick Ewing everywhere, and he won't need to walk around with his identification anymore. And I hope Georgetown goes deep. I bet you Patrick might be sitting wherever he is right now saying, man, I, I, I don't know, was it worth it? Maybe it was for the moment because, again, this could could not be any bigger for him, for his program, for his legacy, for his 1985 version of himself, right? That's big. That's Villanova. They just knocked off. So, everybody out there thinks I'm going to go all ham on, uh, on, uh, on, on Dolan. I'm actually sitting here saying, what's this guy supposed to be doing? What is, just you, do you think it had somebody say, "Hey, Mr. Dolan, can you put the harmonica down for a second? We've got to get you out of the studio." And uh, you know, you, I know you got the JD and the Straight Shot live tour coming out, the fully the, the fully vaccinated out. tour you got, got coming up. But uh, you know, we got to tell back. you something. I think you need to call Patrick. That's probably what happened yesterday. Can you put your coffee cup down for a second and your harmonica and take your scarf off with your schmecky hat? See, I couldn't get through it all, could See, I, Chris? I couldn't job. get through it all without the wormhole trying to pull me in gravitational. That's what we it's like. A strong, it's a strong it's pull. It's a strong man. gravitational strong pull. pull. All right, let's take a break so we're remotely on time for Joe Lenardi. We'll talk bracketology with the man. Who's in, who's out? Who does he think who's in, who's out? Who needs to win this weekend to be in? And who needs to avoid the loss to avoid being out? All that coming up with Joe Lenardi in a second. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We'd like to play a game with Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo over there. Okay. Where I will read out the facts. They will guess whether it's true meta or false meta. And then you will confirm. Okay, let's okay. do it. First uh, fact. Is true. Is. During my rookie season with the Chicago Bulls, I applied for a job at Circuit City. True meta or fake meta? I've heard this story. I believe that's true. Mike? Oh, wait, I, I'm going with him. True. A true story? That's a true story. Ooh. That's a true story. Did you get the job at Circuit City? I, I, I did get the job. I got wow. the job. I got my discount. I was trying to stay out of trouble. Okay. And I needed a job. <laughs> 
Next act. <laughs> I wore number 37 for the Lakers because Michael Jackson's album Thriller was number one on the Billboard charts for 37 consecutive weeks. Oh, oh. True meta? No or way. No way. No is way. it fake meta? That is 100% true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> That's true. I knew it was 37 album, weeks, man. but I wouldn't guess. All right, next one. Right That's before his comeback with the Wizards, I broke, uh, I broke two of Michael Jordan's ribs in a pickup game and delayed his comeback by three months. I was so upset about it. I didn't leave my house for days. True meta or fake meta? I think that's true. I'm saying true. That's true. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. I love Michael Jordan. My one of my well, probably my favorite player. You broke his ribs? It was on accident. It was a summertime okay, pickup game and it was a intense game. In 2010, an art show honoring me was held in Toronto, Canada, entitled "Lovable Badass." Uh, uh, false. True. That's true. Yeah, we have a tie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was surprised, man. I couldn't believe it. It was a really good show. Lovable badass. <laughs> they just said, hey, we want to honor you. I'm like, for what? You know, and they just had all this art of but, me. All right, last one. In 2010, I was cited for driving a race car with an expired registration down a city street. <laughs> oh, True meta or fake meta? <laughs> Uh, based on his reaction, I'm going to say true. <laughs> I got to go true, too. That's I get true. I get That's true. That. That's true. It was an Indy 500 car. It was fun. What, <laughs> what city? You know, you, in, uh, Westwood. <laughs> Westwood? <laughs> Westwood. In UCLA? Yeah. yeah, they pulled me over. And, um, <laughs> I mean. But it was street legal. That so, is fantastic. so it was street legal. It was, it was just legal. that you had an expired registration was the issue. The, what happened was the officer was like, what is this? That's why they pulled me over. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, they couldn't say I had my license. I had, was I had it an IndyCar? It was IndyCar, yeah. That's, but it, you know, you, you're young and dumb. How did you dumb. fit in that thing? I, I didn't really fit. <laughs> I was real like this and hitting the gas with my one little pinky toes. <laughs> <laughs> it was tough. <laughs> YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for our entire archive material at Rich Eisen Show for Twitter and also Instagram. We're here on Peacock TV and we're back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio networks as well. His new book, Bracketology, March Madness, College Basketball and the Creation of a National Obsession is available now wherever books are sold. I guess it's tax season, if you will, for this man in a way. It's Bracketology's own Joe Lenardi from the Worldwide Leader in Sports. How are you, Joe? Rich, it's great to talk to you. Great to talk to you. So do you have like a board up uh, on the wall, like if anybody's ever seen Homeland or anything like that? It's, it looks like that, like where you've got conspiracy theories on the wall and you've got it's all attached by string. I mean, how do you figure this whole thing out right now, Joe? What's your life like right now? Well, I don't put red X's through, you know, undesirables. Very good. What you mean. Very good. That's, uh, I like it. But I might put green circles around desirables. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, look, uh, my job, and, and a lot of people still don't maybe get this, isn't to put teams in or out or project teams in or out as if I were giving you my opinion. Because there's 100 people, 1,000 people on TV who are more than willing to do that, and they're very good at it. My job is to say what those 10 people are going to do in the committee room, given the, the results and the teams and the set of circumstances that's facing them right now today as they're going over everybody's resume. And that's a little bit more of a technical thing, and a lot of fans don't like that, but I think it's important to shine a light on that process, if only because, you know, Rich and you remember way back in the day, 
this was generally not the most transparent thing in the world. Yes. And a lot of players and coaches and media and ADs and conference people would just kind of walk away scratching their heads. So, uh, Joe Lenari here on the Rich Eisen Show. A first for you, a first for everybody um, with this bubble community that's being uh, built in Indianapolis is uh, what I assume uh, is is happening with Virginia right now. Uh, one of the one of the teams out of the ACC that were would expect to be in the the dance next week. Now out of the ACC tournament, they have to test negative for seven straight days, which would which would be in time for March Madness that is going to begin on a Friday uh, after the f- the first four, if you will. So what do you think the committee will, will think about this? I mean, how do you factor all this in with what's going on with Virginia, Joe? Yeah, it's. I mean, I'd like to say that there's some precedent here, right. but of course there isn't. And I think, you know, just from a counting standpoint, Virginia could also be given a first-round pairing that plays on Saturday. Right. Uh, either Friday or Saturday. I mean, I suppose, taking it to an extreme, they could play the last of the 32 first-round games at, you know, like 10 o'clock Saturday night a week from now or a week and a day from now, and that would give, you know, what is the defending champion from the last time we had a tournament. Right. Right, the greatest opportunity to, uh, you know, test their way back into playing. But as I understand it, uh, they have to make that commitment to the NCAA. Uh, There's a deadline, and I don't know whether, you know, at what point does the NCAA go to one of its four kind of standby teams who are going to be identified on Selection Sunday as well. Uh, nobody's talking either from the Virginia side or the NCAA side because they probably didn't think about the scenario quite this way. I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of the year uh, wh- where there was a tornado at the SEC tournament and uh, games were canceled at the Georgia Dome and uh, uh, the University of Georgia ended up playing a quarterfinal and a semifinal in the same day, one at Georgia Tech, one back at the Dome, and eventually then on Sunday won the automatic bid. Like, talk about taking it down to the wire. I I don't think we're going to know about Virginia uh, on on Selection Sunday. At least there's a possibility that we won't. And before we get into, um, you know, seeds and teams, first team in, last team out, and all that, I mean, last team in, first team out sort of stuff, I mean, things are different for this tournament where the first round, the round of 64 and the round of 32 is going to be a Friday and a Saturday. And then the second round um, is going to be a Sunday and then a Monday. And then the Sweet 16 is a Saturday and a Sunday. Right. I mean, so. Yep. So it's going to really go. It's going to go Friday through Monday first weekend. And then second Sweet 16 is going to be a Saturday and Sunday like I guess we're used to. The Elite Eight is going to be a Monday and a Tuesday. So things are a little bit different, but what do you mean for those who might not know that there's going to be, you know, I guess in case of COVID break glass, four teams that are have a bubble, I guess, popped, but they're hoping for a for a pandemic chance? Is that literally what, what's going to happen here? Yes. Joe? The, the, you know, several years ago, the NCAA, actually as part of an antitrust uh, litigation, be, became the... the the controller of the NIT as well. 
And so, so the NIT committee is basically given its four number one seeds by the teams identified by the NCAA committee as the first four out. So those first four out will, will be, if, if they choose, kind of on standby, uh, and they can be added to the NCAA field as late as the Wednesday before the first four begins next Friday, or excuse me, next Thursday. Mm-hmm. First four begins next Thursday, the full bracket next Friday. Uh, like you, Rich, I'm confused by the new calendar. No, sure. Uh, but, you know, our body clocks have been set this way for, you know, since 1985. Right, so, which is what your book's you about. Know, forgive too. us. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, 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 you know, let's say Virginia decides to go or, or the NCAA agrees that they can go, but then something else happens between Selection Sunday night and Wednesday and Virginia has to opt out, then the first team on the contingency list is going to go in Virginia's spot regardless of seat. Huh. They're not going to redo the whole bracket the night before teams are supposed to start playing. It's so somebody so somebody that's not on par of the caliber of Virginia might get Virginia's seed spot, essentially, is Correct. what you're saying. Correct, and take, take it to an extreme. Somebody could get – team number 69 could get Gonzaga's spot. <laughs> right? But, right, but, so – But, re, like, realistically, what, what more could they right. do? It's better than a forfeit – or a no contest, or a walkover, whatever you want to call it. Right. Uh, you, you know, nobody said this was going to be perfect. Nobody said it was going to be fair. And, you know, it was a year ago today that they canceled the whole tournament. Right. So, you know, I'm trying to look at the cup as half full. Joe Lenardi here on the Rich Eisen Show. He's got a new book called Bracketology, March Madness, College Basketball, and the Creation of a national obsession where all books are sold, you can get it, and we'll talk about that in a second. But let's talk about the here and now, if you don't mind, Joe. Uh, your top overall is Gonzaga, as you just referenced right there. Um, who are your one seeds? Does does my alma mater have to win to get a one seed? Because it looks like you've got two Big Ten teams in his one seeds right now as we're talking here. Yeah, Michigan is, is playing right now. Uh, Illinois will play later. They're the number three overall and the number four overall, and, and, and Rich, I think it's extremely unlikely that the number one seeds change at this point. Uh, and it, it's, it's mostly coincidence that that cut line uh, is right at four, right? Like, you know, in a given year, we might have two or three teams, maybe even five or six that have kind of separated from the rest, and we fight about the one seed, Right. But this year, it happens to be four, and maybe that's just a little bit of a gift from the, the basketball gods, you know, who've been a little cruel. And, you know, in this case, uh, maybe the order could change, Michigan and Illinois, but, you know, I, I, I think they're all but locked with, of course, Baylor and Gonzaga as one and, and two. Okay, so then who's already played their, their way in, whether how they finished the regular season or just the, the mere smattering of games we've seen conference-wide, and who uh, needs to play well this weekend, today and this weekend, in order to assure themselves of a spot? Joe? Uh, if you'd asked me a week ago, I would have told you there was next to no chance that Syracuse was going to be in the NCAA tournament. Uh, but 
here they are, and they're going to make it. Uh, they're just going to make it, but th- there's almost no set of circumstances now where, y- y- you know, seven or eight things would have to go wrong, which would be like pulling a quarter out of your pocket and trying to flip heads <laughs> eight times in a row. Okay. Right? Like, that, that's pretty hard. And we'd wait a while if you and I each took a coin out and tried that now. Plus, you know, it wouldn't make for great broadcasting, I suppose. <laughs> uh, but, 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 you know, Syracuse got hot at the end. They beat Clemson and Carolina at home in the regular season. They, they won a 50-50 game against NC State uh, to open the ACC tournament. And then they took Virginia to the wire yesterday. That was only yesterday. And now Virginia's out, and Syracuse is still at least alive for the committee, if not in, in the bracket in Greensboro. And, you know, we've seen, them, we've seen this movie before where Beheim makes it in late and is not just a thorn in team side. Mm. In 2016, I had them as team number 69. They got in and went to the Final Four. They sure did. And needless to say, I have not been welcomed back Two cents from New York since then. <laughs> okay, so then who needs to who needs to play well to get in? Just throw some well, out I'll at me. A, I'll, I'll give you a classic elimination game, and okay. it, it rarely falls this perfectly. But at midnight tonight, midnight Eastern in the Mountain West, the last two teams in the field on our board, which are uh, Colorado State and Utah State, are playing in the Mountain West quarterfinals. They split in the regular season, conveniently enough, and now they're going to play the rubber game. And, you know, it makes the most sense to me to leave the winner in and the loser goes home. So for those two teams, the NCAA tournament starts at midnight. Joe Lenardi here on the Rich Eisen Show and your last four in Drake, Colorado State, Syracuse, Utah State. Why is Ole Miss, St. Louis, Boise State, and Seton Hall the last four out right now? I mean, we're talking almost invisible distinctions here. You know, St. Louis being the most unusual case because, A, they've been done for a week uh, because the Atlantic 10 tournament was played a week earlier in order to give its teams some wiggle room if they had a Virginia-type situation. So credit the A-10 leadership for that. Uh, uh, Bit of clairvoyance, if you will. And St. Louis also had the longest pause in college basketball this year. They didn't play a game for 42 days. They didn't play from before Christmas until the day before the Super Bowl. They only got 10 league games in. But before all that, they beat NC State. They beat LSU. They beat St. Bonaventure, which is the number one seed in their own league. And, and they have, you know, some pretty decent computer ratings. Uh, not great, but good enough. Yet, it's, it's very hard to evaluate a team that played a third fewer games than anyone else. But now, as teams kind of fall by the wayside here, either on the court for those reasons or for off-the-court pandemic reasons, all of a sudden, things are looking up there in St. Louis. So, before I let you go, Joe, what do you want people to know about your book? Because obviously they know you, they know your love for the sport, they know your your intensity and respect your knowledge for such a, a crucial moment is the putting the brackets together that we're going to have our hands on uh, this weekend, which is a national obsession. We have not 
Uh, we actually went a year without. So uh, perfect timing for your book and for us to get back into this passion of uh, bracketology, Joe. Thanks, Rich. I, I, to be honest, I, I, I've been approached before about maybe doing a book, and I, I was always reluctant because, frankly, I didn't think anybody would be interested in a book about me. Hmm. Uh, I, I'm not really interested in a book about me. <laughs> Come on, Joe. Uh, but, but I was convinced, and, and I had a great co-author in, in David Smale out of Kansas City, uh, I, I, I was convinced that it wouldn't be about me. It would be about this fun and this crazed passion that people have even before the tournament starts, right, about who's in and who's out and why and where. And, and you know, it, like, like when, when we grew up, Richard, it was a hot stove league for baseball, right? And now, now this is the hot stove water cooler for college basketball, and uh, it, it's it's just remarkable that it has taken off the the, the way that it has. I, I never could have predicted it. I didn't predict it. There was no plan. I'm not that smart. Mm. And this book kind of tells that story, hopefully in a way in which we take the content seriously without lord taking me seriously because uh you know i i certainly don't deserve what's the best story you've heard about somebody who finished last in a tournament and the punishment that they received what's the best story you've heard of such a thing joe well i once finished last in my own house i lost to a cocker spaniel (laughs) uh say what honest (laughs) honest to goodness like you know with with when my girls were little and we do the old family pool and yep you know, they decided to enter one for the dog. He picked all the teams with dog nicknames against all the cats. And UConn beats Kentucky to win it all. And I finished <laughs> behind the stinking dog. <laughs> like, this, is, this actually Fantastic. happened. <laughs> and I'm supposed to be the expert. So how often do dogs finish better than cats uh, in a bracket? Because, you know, we're, um, we're, uh, we're more dog people than cat people on the Rich Eisen show here. With, uh, well, that, you know, you're that kind into of very information serious water. Is, is, is classified, of course. <laughs> you have to come to the bracket bunker. Have to come to the bracket bunker Got to read the book. Got to read the book. <laughs> Bracketology, March Madness, college basketball, and the creation of a national obsession. Enjoy the busy weekend, Joe, and uh, let's talk during the tournament. Let's see what your two cents are on the whole subject. I would love that. Thanks for having me. You got it. That is Joe Lenardi. Get it? Where all books are sold. How great is that? Dogs versus cats. (laughs) Dogs beat the cats. Huskies beat wildcats right there. That was pretty funny. There you go. Oh, my gosh. That's great. By the way, you know who's speaking at the Players' Championship in Sawgrass right now? Oh, Urban, uh, Urban Meyer. Saw, yeah, we saw. That's Urban right. Meyer. Day, now we, we know. Saw. Urban Meyer's talking to the media. He's got a Jaguars logo on his show, uh, on his on his pullover. Playoffs, baby. What, in, in the Players' Championship or no, for Brock the Jacksonville the Jaguars? Jaguars, playoffs. Oh, my God. He's on that the was even higher register, and it's a on Friday. It. All right, let's <laughs> take a break. Or what? There is a or what. Uh, there, <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh-oh, I don't want to get the people of Duval all upset with me. By the way, something I've never heard from the world of college basketball, and I've been around the block or two, that's next on the Rich Eisen Show with your calls at 844-204-RICH. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Only fitting that you're clutching a bottle of Gatorade right now. <laughs> Only fitting. Because I do believe it was the first time that we met. I'm going to bring this up. It was in the city of Houston. That's right. It was the first ever Super Bowl the NFL Network had ever covered. It was Tom Brady beating the Carolina Panthers eventually. But you and the entire Manning family strolled into the Gatorade suite before heading uh, hit the sack one night. Yeah. Correct? That was it. And... Who did you hear singing karaoke in the Gatorade suite that night? It was a beautiful voice. A Would beautiful you say, like, voice. in terms of... It was beauty. like an angel bringing us in. Mm-hmm. And there, we walk in and we see, see Rich Eisen, mm. karaoke, dominating. <laughs> to basically, by the way, nobody else in the room, right? <laughs> yes, just solo. Just, you know, you get a little practice. Wow. There was my, me and my buddy. There was nobody else. What, uh, what song, Eli? Uh, that is a good question. Sinatra. Sinatra? I forget which one it was. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, New yeah. York. Did you have to ask? Or, yeah. Seriously, it was me and my buddy. And <laughs> I remember we walked in and uh, yeah, we joined. Now, but we joined right in. Did you? You did sing, right? You I guys believe. all did get on the mic. Then we got up there. You know, I can't turn that down. No, I know. And right. I, it was it, honestly I was, me. I was obviously like pre cell phone, like pre. I mean, you had yes, cell phone, right. but pre like you know, one had a camera. You, you don't worry about anybody filming. Yeah, so there's and no you, video. You, you get up and sing. You saw karaoke. You sang. You don't think about. You don't think twice. It was just the moment. Yeah, that's the moment. You didn't have to memorialize it. It was me, my buddy Doug, and then it was I think your entire family, yeah, right? the whole crew, yeah. Your mom and your dad, um, you yep. and you and uh, Peyton and Cooper, Cooper, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and um, what do you have a go-to karaoke song, Eli? At all? It's changed over the years, obviously. Has it really? you can, yeah, okay. you kind of go with the times. Uh, you know, Footloose has always been one. You really? know, just because you can kind of dance with it. But mm-hmm. now, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough to do karaoke now. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of worried. You know, people are filming all the That's time. True. Then they judge, and you know, I get, <laughs> I get judged enough. I don't need to be judged <laughs> on, on my on my singing ability. That's you know, that's that's for fun. Yes. You know, you know, it's, everybody's made it too serious. Uh, yeah, that was fun with Eli from back in the day uh, here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, do we have a poll question over there, Christopher, for today? You know, really I, I, I threw up a Cam Newton-related one. What do you got over uh, there? Just in terms of uh, the Patriots in 2021, what do you think they do this year with Cam Newton? Sub-500, wild card, win the AFC East, deep playoff run. I like it. I like all of it. It's up at Rich Eisen Show right now. Very good. Terrific. Okay, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. 
Um, and we'll take your phone calls in just a second here. Um, and then we'll get ready for uh, Tom Curran, Bucky Brooks, and Jim Trotter. We've got a lot of football on the brain. 844-204-RICH number to dial. Let's go back to the phone lines here on the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, yes, our friend Alan Dallas. Al, what's up, Al? How are you, Al? What do you got on your mind, sir? Uh, hi, first time, long time. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not a long, not a first time. You're a long time. Al. Al, Don't try to sneak in there. What do you got? I mean, let, let's let, let Patrick Ewing. Uh, last time I checked, uh, was was coming in at seven foot tall. Yes, sir. Right, let's just be like just like try to play it. A seven-foot-tall man is walking through the back, and you don't recognize that it's Patrick Ewing, for God's sakes? I mean... Al, how old are you? I'm 51. How old are you? I, I, am, uh, I am 49, going to be 50. Okay. So. Let's just say you're, you're, you're out of college or you're, you're, you're trying to make ends meet in COVID, and you're 23, you're 25, you're 30, you're even 35, and you're working security at Madison Square Garden. You're assuming somebody who's large and seven-foot walking towards you is definitely here for the Big, T- Big East Tournament. But what what happens? You know what I mean? Like you don't you don't know who Patrick Ewing is? God oh bless my you. God! Come I'm on, serious. you live in New York. It's just not you know. And I, I don't want to make this as like this is Beningo and Roberts here in the in the in the lunch. No, go for it. But that's I'm, what everyone I'm, apparently it's burning up phone lines left and right on the old WFAN. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, it, it, it's insane. It, it's it's total. It's total. I mean, but it's it's uh, this is what I could say. It's the Knicks being the Knicks, just like the Mets were the Mets before my boy Stevie Cohen bought them. You know what I mean? Like it's just that 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 that, that schmecky, like you like to call it. He is a schmecky, but whole, it, it's just crazy. It's just things, bad things happen to them. You know what I mean? It's like, that's stupidity, and maybe he shouldn't have said it. But good God, man, it's Patrick Ewing for God's sakes, top fifty player of all time. I, what what twenty three, twenty five year old? You don't know Patrick Ewing? But they might not. New York? They might not know basketball. Seriously, I, I I can't believe I'm the one defending James Dolan today, but I am. I really I am. Believe. Well, you're not defending James Dolan, first of all. Okay? I'm defending, defending the security the, of Madison yeah, Square Garden, I guess. But you know, the schmecky. Uh, I've been. At, thanks I've for the call out. I've been at events where people don't recognize people. Of course, then we've all. But we've all been. Every one of us. Yeah, Casola yeah. actually uh, just had a great tweet about it. He pointed out that a few years ago, James Dolan himself was asked for identification yeah, by I mean, one of the members yeah, of security. Yeah, do, you know, do you know how many Who times? Said that, I'm, I'm seriously here. Look, we, we, Super Bowl. We, if we want to go down this path here, I'll say, do you know how many times that uh, this past year, Chris and guys, that I've been stopped at NFL Network exactly. to ask, where's your badge? Why are you, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I, and you've I, been there since day one. And I'm the guy running the 40-yard dash that's like 15 feet tall in the hallway. I don't want have that mural in the hallway at NFL Network. I don't want to all do respect you, Rich, but. Patrick Ewing at the Garden, where there are multiple pictures. I've been there of everyone who's ever done a concert, all the great athletes. It, yeah, but, but there are security guards that might not know I, who I, he is. And for a split, not even for a split second, would I look at a security guard at NFL Network and say, "I helped build this place." My uh, microphone's in the rafters here. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> uh, that's what it's so out of character for Ewing. I just think his juices were flowing. He just beat Villanova. It's a big win for his team, and well, I, I don't know. My best example is Goodell on this, at the Super Bowl. He was asked five for feet away, credential, and right? I watched a security guard yeah. ask him for a credential. And I was like, I turned Brady to my friend, and I went, did they just ask yeah, the guy did, that runs his the, job? That was his job. Can we just think for a second that, that probably Patrick was kidding? I don't think Ooh. so. No, 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 no. That looked like a man who was – he's never spoken that way. Yeah. This is one of my childhood idols. 
He's a New York okay. legend, and I understand that. And so I've never heard him talk this way. Like, I'm Patrick Ewing. This is my building. And it kills me to say I wish that attitude was on display like that when he beats Jordan or Jordan comes into the house. Not but saying he never, that. He, made a, he might have done it in his own locker room, and he might have done it on the court. But he never went to a microphone and said, this is my house. No, never. Or he might have, and I, I just never got picked up, or it's not in my memory bank. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. So uh, my alma mater currently right now taking on Maryland uh, in the Big Ten Ooh. tournament. You got a bet with SVP right yeah, now? Yeah, um, Again, it, it just both teams are in. You know, it would be nice to win. If they don't, they don't. Terrapins. You know? But um, look, the, the reason why they're playing Maryland is because Maryland just bounced Michigan State. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, I'm sorry. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, my, my bad. Hold on. My bad. Goes. They bounced MSU Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. <laughs> <sighs> now, look, we, we've seen Under Armour put clothing on Maryland, right? And, I mean, Oregon is a walking billboard for Nike, right? right. So we have seen uh, alums of universities bestow large yeah. amounts of legal, legal, um, Advertising dollars to their alma maters. Dan Gilbert, owner of the Cavs, is a diehard Michigan State fan, which is why all of us Michigan fans are like, oh, so you're of all college coaches you want to hire, you want to hire Michigans, huh? You want to hire Beeline. Got it. All right. So he uh, owns Rocket Mortgage that made a huge deal, but we've never seen, it's not Maryland Terrapins presented by Under Armour, and it's, it's not, not Oregon it's not. Ducks presented by Nike. But they made a deal, and it's MSU Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. I don't know. Is that going to fit on a bottom line on ESPN? Is it going to be is, – is, is it going to say MSURM? <laughs> Hold on a second. Wait a minute. Oh, this is delicious. Are we going to hear, instead of go green, go white, we're going to hear go rocket, go, go mortgage? mortgage? Are we going to hear about – Michigan State star players, points, rebounds, steals. Could it be a triple-double points, rebounds, and APR? Could we hear that? Could we have maybe a 30-year fixed (laughs) mortgage moment brought to you by MSU Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage? Oh, God! Phenomenal! This is, oh, this is great. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> the Rocket Mortgage mascot. Oh, oh baby. The Rocket Mortgage mascot. What about the football team, Dan? Hey, Gilbert, what are we going to get? Quicken Loans? Is it going to be MSU Spartans football brought to you by Quicken Loans? That's a very, that's a mouthful. Here we go. MSU Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. Just phenomenal. <laughs> oh, I can't get enough of it. Hour two coming up. We're still here on Peacock. So tell me, Chris. It's not we, It's not technically how you're portraying it. What are you talking it about? It is, too. That's exactly how you read that. When you go, read to, the when you go to the Breslin Center, you will say it's, yes. it's MSU Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. That's now, what they're the known. announcers have to say that? No, they won't. Okay, I was just, that would be like But great. it'll probably be on the court. It'll probably oh, be on the court. It'll probably be all over the court, place. Court. The Rocket Mortgage. Oh, it'll be all, yeah. Go Rocket. Go mortgage. 
new mascot? Hey, I'm just, I'm just reading this article in the Detroit Free Press right now. It, it says, no, they're not changing their name because of Of the course movie. they're not, but yeah. they put out this release. And here's the great thing. We love Tom Izzo, don't we? Right? <laughs> we do. We he do, won, we do. He's, he, he still owes my, you pajamas. No, he doesn't owe me. He, I, I'm, I, 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 according to him, he's... I'm I'm derelict of duty to not give him my home address, so he sends Michigan State pajamas for my children to wear, which is never going to happen. Tom Izzo's put out a, a statement on the press release announcing this yesterday. I'm sure Here he it did. Is. I'm sure he did. By the way, this sounds like a hostage video. Rocket Mortgage has been a valued partner for years with Michigan State, and we are excited that they are continuing to support our program into the future, said Michigan State men's basketball coach Tom Izzo, presented by Rocket Mortgage. I added that last part. As presenting sponsor of our season, their presence will be an asset as we compete for championships, end quote. <laughs> Do you think Tom even knew that that was being attributed to him? What do you think? Zero points. What do you think? <laughs> do you think they even ran it by coach? No. Hey, coach, this is what we want you to say. Money Justin, talks, Oregon guys. just signed Aflac. They want the duck. <laughs> if, 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 if there are enough zeros in the check, you'll say anything. So, Well, no. I mean, and, and again, I'm assuming, I'm assuming Rocket Mortgage will go ahead and put some sort of package together with whatever you know, retirement accounts they might also have in their portfolios for the players and all the money that they are earning on the court as a member of MSU Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. They're going to grow that pot for them when they retire, which will still be zero dollars and zero cents, right? Oh, baby, go Rocket! Go Mortgage! <laughs> Go 15 year arm! Go 15 year arm! <laughs>